Welcome to the Pantheon Plus Rewind. Howdy friends and welcome to episode 127 of the Pantheon Plus Rewind, our weekly podcast delivering both official news and community creations surrounding the upcoming MMORPG Pantheon Rise of the Fallen. This week, we're of course covering the last parting the veil live, letting our imagination run a wild a bit, catching up with community content, and wrapping it up with a new Lore You Know challenge. We don't want to be long-winded, but we can't wait to dig into this with you. Please sit back and enjoy as me, Desrin, and my concise co-host, Theric, bring you this week's Rewind. I don't want to be long-winded. <laughs> <laughs> we made it about 20 seconds into the show before breaking out the I don't want to be long-winded quote. Oh, it won't be the it last only, time. <laughs> oh, it's certainly not the last time. I've, I've got notes ahead and <laughs> fully incorporating Joppa's uh, long-windedness, the elevator pitch that was Joppa's uh, long-winded 827 floors of elevator pitch. <laughs> it's the longest <laughs> elevator ride of your life. It's like, it's like, one of those like futuristic sky elevators that actually go into orbit. It's one of those. <laughs> We've the gone to pitch. the moon. Yes. Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, uh, we're already alluding to our, <laughs> our content, I guess, <laughs> mainly just cause I mean, I don't even know what to talk about. Cause you know, I don't, I don't want to bring up, uh, you know, the, the world that is new or anything else, uh, that might be <laughs> the world that is new. <laughs> yeah. That, that undiscovered country, that, that new world that you've been returning to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm tempted, man. I'm tempted. I really, I, I hear good things and I'm tempted, but yeah, embers adrift still has my, has me grounded. And that's in great. That and that's great. You know, we all kind of tend to uh, MMO wander a bit. Right. And, uh, yeah. And it's just natural well, for now. And the other problem for me right now is I just got my new system built. Now I want to go back and play all the games oh. on like their highest. Like I want to try and cripple my system now with my my old games. So Elden Ring is is knocking on my door and uh yep. I want to go back and do Assassin's Creed Odyssey on the highest level because that's a pretty demanding game. Um Cyberpunk? A couple others. I I have Cyberpunk in my oh. Steam library and I've never played it. Maybe I should do that. Maybe that should be what I do. It's good now, too. Oh, man. Yeah. (laughs) I should. Anyway, (laughs) uh, you know what else is good and high performing? Uh, Hmm. (laughs) Our wonderful adventuring party. So let's get into them. Uh, We've got Ziplocks on the Dark Mirror Rogue, Sparrow on the Elf Ranger, Bounty Coat on the Human Wizard, Screech on the Scar Bard, WikiWoo on the Human Enchanter, Shuriken on the Dwarf Cleric, Horsesaurus on the Human Warrior, Fury Wrath on the Archive Summoner, Pavejo on the Gnome Wizard, Asera Avienda on the Elf Ranger, Churro Dude on the Halfling Direlord, and Galarain Moonsong on the Elf Ranger. Uh, as usual, we can't express enough how much we appreciate your support and presence here with us as we uh, as we kind of push all this content out. Um, you know, it's always kind of a, a pleasure to have you, whether you make the uh, re- uh, rewind premiere or not. I, Obviously, we have a lot of people still listen to us after the fact and commenting. It's always really encouraging. So, uh, yeah, if you'd like yeah, to, absolutely. if you'd like to join our extra gracious adventuring party, uh, you can <laughs> check out our Patreon linked below. Or if you want to join the other lovely people on that uh, ridiculously slow moving banner at the bottom of the video. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
<laughs> feel free to drop <laughs> us a, a super chat during the YouTube premiere or a super thanks down in the comments. <laughs> I'm going to make it go really fast this week just oh, no. to annoy you, Desmond, just to make you wrong. <sighs> it's that easy. <laughs> it's that easy. I, I have post-production powers that you can't you can't contend with. It's true. He could he could pull he could pull it, man. And <laughs> be like, "What is he talking about? He's delusional." But, uh, right. but yeah, th- right. th- thanks as always, everyone. Uh, you're great, and uh, hopefully the the j- jokiness of this section doesn't kind of uh, eliminate the you know how 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 real this is for us. But uh, you know, b- before we get too long winded, <laughs> maybe we should get into VR news and notes. This week in Visionary Realms news and notes. Okay, so on Thursday this week, uh, this past week, we got episode three of Parting the Veil. This is VR's newest offering uh, with our good friend Minus and VR's creative director, Joppa, aka Mr. Perkins, sitting down for a conversation about the Pantheon different. So what is it? What was it at one time? What is it now? And (laughs) Chris, I don't want to be long-winded Perkins. (laughs) As always, <laughs> preached for about an hour and a half. I think that's three references already. So we're we're cooking for that. I got another one too because I was actually writing this out. And I was thinking about it and like, you know how they are. They got to put an item in the game that's gonna be like the flute of long windedness, oh, or it's even like a glider. It's so perfect. Right? A glider of long windedness. How how perfect is that? <laughs> anyway, well, hopefully it <laughs> so, doesn't last an hour and a half, or we're gonna have a lot of people in the comment section uh, being like, "The game's broken. They added flying mounts." Sorry. <laughs> Seriously, I was gliding for an hour and a half. <laughs> uh, anyway, to set the stage for this conversation, um, they they started out by defining some terms, and we'll just recap that. Most importantly, and this was something you and I were talking about earlier today, Desrin, they were not talking about changes to the game tenets. They mentioned it at, at the very beginning, what the tenets are. That's their core beliefs. It's their design principles. It's the goals for Pantheon, right? Yep. Joppa said, the tenets have not changed. And that's a conversation we hear sometimes. People think that's the case. They haven't changed. Yeah, if anything, what like the tenets uh, are are made more clear by the decisions that we'll, we're you know getting into here and all the clarifications. Yeah. So they're upholding the tenets like, by doing this. Yeah, right. Even reinforcing them with systems that are going to define Pantheon. We'll get into it, but I, I agree. What they are talking about here are systems that create a unique game. And Joppa used the phrase importantly distinct as a descriptor, which I, I think, you know, speaks pretty plainly to what these systems are all about that they talk about. So right off the hop, now <laughs> it's noteworthy because if you're looking on the official website for let's where is this Pantheon difference? What are they talking about? You're not you're not gonna find it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, there's no section labeled the Pantheon difference on the official site at pantheonmo.com. Um, if you're looking for this list that they were referring to, it's actually on the fan run wiki page. Um, there is a link on the website. It's buried. So if you want to find it, it's in the FAQ under the community heading. There's a link labeled, where can I learn more? And if you click on that, there's the link to the wiki. So it's, it's a little bit strange that, yeah. you know, this was not an official list, like an official marketing list from VR. This is actually something from the wiki, but right yeah weird. well i think the the wiki stuff comes from something that used to be on the website it's just okay, to be yeah. clear it's not from the website is kind of like the main thing um it, yeah. it it's kind of like all the old stuff all the old content you know that people uh 
grabbed a long time ago. Um, or yeah. like Wayback Machine, you know, you could do that. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, I, not to say that everything that's not on the website is uh, is wrong, <laughs> right? But if you if right. you look at this article on the wiki, it's been updated twice in the last five years. <laughs> so, so this is right. this is old content, right. uh, which underscores why it's important that we revisit, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, ironically, I feel like this. You know, that right there sets the tone for why a stream like they did with Parting the Veil is important. Um, one of the things in my in my office that we do is a lot of what they call refresher training, right? Mm. I've facilitated many refresher trainings. And I feel like this was a bit of a Pantheon refresher training for everybody because, like you say, they've been around. The development's been going on for a while and the, the website's been through so many iterations and there's so much uh, archived information that isn't there anymore. They, they need to go back and revisit some of this stuff. So basically they went through all the distinguishing systems um, on the wiki and they gave an update on each and then proceeded to sort of reestablish, reinforce, you know, what's no longer something that comprises the Pantheon difference and and what is. So Desiree, we'll just go through these one by one and and do a little commentary on each one. Uh, The first one, (laughs) it's funny because as they went through these, you know, they spent a lot of time on each one. So you're like, how long is this stream going to (laughs) be? Yeah. After like the first two, it was like, oh, (laughs) oh man. Yeah. We're in for all here, but they, they got through it. The first one was atmospheres and climates. Uh, They said basically that this system as a, as a design system hasn't changed. Atmospheres has been renamed to fractures. And and from that, we actually got a little bit of a a lore context. It was kind of cool. And I, I think I'd heard this before, but I'm not sure where, but anyway, Joppa said, you know, a fracture is a tear in this, the dis, sorry, a tear in the disruption in the mana energies that make up the unseen fabric of terminus. Uh, When they come together in sort of a discordant way, that's when you see fractures are formed. And he also said it's seeded by the collision events, which he's referring to, mm-hmm, which he's referring to basically like the, the planets that the other races have come from, the nine races have come from, you know, that's which, a which is particularly event. interesting always when it's mentioned, because we don't know the mechanics behind that still. And so, you right. know, fractures being somehow related uh, is just another tiny little nugget that makes us interested in why and wh- yeah. why, right? And you might, you might like, if you're interested in knowing more about why the race came to the planet or what some details about that, you might seek out. Like, if you find a fracture, you might think you're, you know, you have an opportunity to learn yeah, about why that, is this is happening cool. anyway? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, he went on to say they create this interesting effect around the fracture, um, something like you know the the <laughs> the darkness, the advanced darkness yeah, they yeah. referred to. <laughs> And basically did a good job of separating out that fractures and climates are two different things. Um, and Joppa talked about, you know, like there's going to be ways to, for players to, dif- to deal with uh, climates in different ways, specifically that climates are going to be manageable by players with the phrase. I like this. He said with degrees of mitigative effectiveness, Desmond, that sounds like something you would say. That's very like <laughs> very high level design document speak. I think. I'll take that. Um, <laughs> he also said that they can dial it up at times where players um will need to find the ultimate solution the ultimate answer to some situation so basically saying it's like top tier and and he kind of like said that even when pantheon launches there's so much headroom with this system they might not even have like the top tier yeah uh, level of climate in yet which is kind of really cool interesting to think that, that they would you know that. yeah you're right you can kind of think like the world's young from our standpoint as, as a launched world that we're investigating, they might not have that top tier stuff in yet. Um, and then, you know, went on to say some more things about climates. There could be two or three that are in the same place. 
and how you choose to weather one or mitigate the other is an interesting decision. So yeah, some some good details here. Right? Yeah, I, I really um, I'm glad they clarified. Uh, this is kind of one thing that we kind of knew, but it's all, nice to get it all condensed and put in one place, right? Um, and so you know, mm-hmm, Joppa's kind of making it super clear that uh, we shouldn't confuse um, fractures with climates because. Um, you know, both uh, uh, for story reasons, as we mentioned, but but also like the game <laughs> mm-hmm. mechanics are are somewhat different and how you respond to them. But so like you know fractures are more of this kind of anomaly, um, you know perhaps one that we need to solve in the moment more. I would look at right, it like right. uh, where climates are more <laughs> of like a general but more predictable, like uh, I would probably more persistent as well, um, kind of obstruction, you know. Um, but right. yeah, that that lore bit about like collision events. Um, I, just, I don't know why that particular aspect of the backstory of the world just interests me so much just because it's such a it's such a big thing that I feel always pulled to because imagine having this really interesting world where a major mechanic of it is obscured for eight years. <laughs> you know, it's just it's wearing on me. Like I want to know this works mm-hmm. and uh and so that yeah. adding some mechanical aspects to that is even more interesting very much yeah it goes back to the tweet we referenced last week from jn where he talked about like not revealing the grand mysteries right like you don't want to do that and these collisions even they've even said that the collisions you know when you hear it, the word and you think about it it conjures up this image of a meteorite hitting the, the planet or a you know, yeah, and, small, and that's what a lot of people you know, thought, right? Like years and years ago. But it's actually ago. not that. We know, th- yeah, we know it's, it's not that now. But I know that's been like the first response by people like reading the lore. It, you just kind mm-hmm. of think like, oh, it's like you know, a moon crash into the. It's like, well, no, no, yeah. no, 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 that's not it. It's 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 not quite that literal, right? JN has talked about this, saying it's more like you know that there's different versions of what a collision was for each of the races. It didn't happen the same way for all of them, right? So. I think that's really cool so when you're out in the world and you find a fracture you know you you have sort of a, a trigger to start investigating maybe a oh, little yeah. more whereas a climate is just an environmental thing right, right? so uh the next uh i'm gonna i'm gonna say the living codex and the one further down colored mana i'm they, they basically <clears throat> said are not <laughs> yep. gone oh my gosh the yeah, day has finally come and i <laughs> it's one of those things that i feel like it comes up in the community like once a week <laughs> it's like someone starts talking about colored mana and strangely so yes strangely so it, because it hasn't been a thing for so long right i haven't talked about it formally for so long that and it's something that personally myself i never really learned that much about because by the time when i started following it it was already stale you know so i never really learned about it that much i never spent that much time did you like, uh-huh. did you invest well, in learning about the little a, a little bit? Um, again, uh, more. See, to me, it was one of those things. It was like, hey, this is a very interesting, different kind of system. But then it started to show how over-engineered I think it was. Uh, and then sure. they kind of stopped really bringing it up and talking about it, except when people would talk about, you know, colored mana, and they'd be like, eh. Um, and so uh, I'm not surprised at all that finally they have closed the casket on this uh, and with a little bit of explanation, right? So like mm-hmm. the living codex is gone because colored mana is gone. But um, what it sounds like is just the there are other systems in the game that 
cover something you know they cover gameplay enough to make colored mana just not interesting or not uh adding to the game right um, mm-hmm. They did mm-hmm. say a little tidbit about possibly using a similar mechanic related to, I think it was, was it crafting or harvesting or something along those lines, mm, I don't remember. but more as kind of a, like, you know, it's not the same system, uh, but might be inspired by the uh, kind of the, the backstory of it um, more mm-hmm. than anything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm not surprised that this is gone. I'm actually a little bit overjoyed because I, <laughs> I just, it's one of those weird systems that I feel people have like really attached to oddly. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. It's strange. It's, it's strange. I guess it's something that people have like, you know, seen in other games or thought about in other games that felt like it was like, they've always imagined this system. So, but it does feel like, you know, we, we sort of pruned a dead branch off the tree, you know, and we can, we can continue to grow now. The game can need to grow without sort of this the weight of this these two systems that yeah uh, haven't been really inactive at development uh, since forever so yeah so that's definitely um that's definitely the end, at the end of the line for those two systems um another one that they talked about was uh, the di- it's the way it's listed on the wiki is dynamic player encounter groups <laughs> speaking of over-engineered basically... <laughs> like, yeah, the wording over-engineered on that. is right yeah um so basically this is their their ai and their npc combat and awareness tactics which is Joppa said a major piece of their current design, and we've seen this in streams demonstrating the the advanced the AI the, the enemy AI we we talk about all the time. You and I, Desiree, is something we're big fans of, and uh, they are definitely leaning into this oh, yeah. heavily. Yeah, so, and even if the rudimentary yeah. versions, you know, we've seen so far any indication, like yeah, it's right. a big part of the game. This isn't going anywhere. <laughs> right. Right. Um, and speaking of not going anywhere is, is dispositions because Joppa is very much, uh, on, on the forefront of getting rid of the groundhog day problem in MMOs, the repetitiveness, the, that sort of the things that he said, instanced and linear design has really exacerbated of, you know, running content. And, and, you know, I'm not going to try and explain it the way he did, because, you know, this is what he does. And, but I just, to, to reiterate that dispositions are very much actively in development. They actually dropped a couple uh, a couple was it maybe one or two i got the dark foe one yeah that was that was did the you, one that uh, was a big a big drop i think and did i hear it right because I, I wrote it down my notes are from when i actually was watching the stream i didn't go back and listen to it the dark foe disposition tells an enemy to find the player with the torch and attack them is that the idea yep or well light source okay, i got it right light sources so, a light source so even an enchanter with that little... as you will <laughs> <laughs> the little wisp on the shoulder becomes a target now to the to the dark foe maybe i mean uh, who who knows how far they take that because we've seen that spells produce light too so it's true it's true yeah i feel like they have a lot of fun with these dispositions don't you like yeah don't you feel like every week they come up with like two more and they're like, yeah, <laughs> well it. i don't know about that yeah, but like uh, one thing that was emphasized a lot was the the dispositions aren't just like a stat mod um, and right. that they are like he underscored behavioral changes, right? Uh, which is why I think this shows up on the differentiation kind of list because other games, including certain games in worlds that are new that I am playing right now, have tried to do these <laughs> variations uh, yeah. that kind of add a modifier or change a damage type or, or something like that that does keep content fresh for a certain like chunk of the player base Mm -hmm. but it's not the same 
as actually move like switching up the the behavior of a mob. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm glad it's not, they, it's not as dynamic. It's yeah. not as dynamic, right? Like it's more, it's more just about the numbers. Oh yeah, because uh, especially because enemies can spawn in with different dispositions, uh, or you know none at all, or a different disposition disposition than we saw last you know week or something, and uh, come back to this boss room and be like, oh, this mm-hmm. fight is totally different now because we have to think about this particular disposition of an ad or or maybe the boss too although isn't the the boss dispositions are called something else well um manifestations, manifestations. there we go um yeah. but yeah yeah it, that's a good point and and the, and i i said their combinations what i was actually talking about was the next thing because they they talked about traits and, and traits and dispositions are not the same thing um they they gave a few actually this is the one where i had two uh traits that they revealed one was uh mana starved so this means the 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 mobs attacks drain mana, and another one was uh, radiance, which causes them to have like a magical light around the target, which <laughs> will break stealth, interrupt invisibility effects. That's a, that's what Joppa said. And then the combination that I mentioned there was that you can NPCs can spawn with both dispositions and traits in different combinations. So. so- you might have like a, a radiant dark toe. I was just or, thinking that. Right? That's so funny because that's not <laughs> that even in the notes, for, yeah. but that was exactly where my mind no. went. It's like, does he attack himself? <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, what does he do? Does he try to like extinguish his own light? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. This episode is good for you, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude, <laughs> VR's uh, recent I... podcast or recent you know shows are starting to rub off on us a little bit. They're getting, they're getting a little <laughs> looser and I think uh, maybe we are too. Yeah, fair enough. No, fair enough. Definitely. Um, and in the next part, they talked about perception as being a still obviously a very important system to Pantheon. Uh, one of the things that, that Joppa mentioned in chat uh, that I thought was really interesting, and I clipped the, the quote. Uh, he said the mechanics of Panthe- uh, mechanics of Pantheon mechanics of perception is something we're holding on to more tightly for a reason. So you know when we talk about like how we don't really know exactly how it works, and I know you guys talked about this on Pantheon Plus U. You know, I, I'm on the fence. I don't remember which side you took, but I was saying like, I really don't think we have the mechanics yet. I, I think we've seen some demonstrations of like the idea, but we haven't seen the, the gameplay yeah. mechanic. I see that. So. That's actually the, the side that I was on. Um, and, yeah. uh, <laughs> and I think, I think Matt Rohan, it was red, it was red and we just didn't okay, have yeah. time to get into it. But, uh, but yeah, I, we don't need to pick that up again, I guess, but but yeah, it's it's true. Yeah. Perception, regardless of what form it takes uh, in the end, is still a fundamental part of the game, uh, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I was, of course, humbled by the little shout out there. So that's not part of the news. That's just yeah. <laughs> it was very nice to hear from the top of the It was, it was so really cool. cool. I mean, th- that's really like the top three right now, though. It's like you and Chris Kane are like the classics. Um, and yeah. Where's Chris Kane? Somebody dude, find that guy. Dude, I... Back every day i i'm like we need <laughs> I, we just need better like more not better stories um but like new stories right it's been so long since we had mm-hmm. a lore reveal um and i mean yeah. especially after like the last big one the bait like yeah i mean may, maybe he maybe he's in that mode like writer mode where like he released something that everyone liked and now he's like oh my gosh i what if, if i release something else and they don't like it as much, you know I think maybe he's he's like 
he's channeling his inner George R. R. Martin. No, like, don't say uh, that. Holding us, holding us hostage for a long time before he puts out his next work. <laughs> well, like Minus said on the plus you um, in direct relation to uh, a comment about like, um, you know, saying that lore is important um, and mm -hmm. they're working on it a lot, but then like not really us seeing that at all. You know, it's just like, mm -hmm. no, 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 he's... He's putting a lot in there. It's just, it's all going into the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's a hundred percent, like no doubt about that. Right. So, um, uh, the P for word, sure. the P word, this made a, this made a lot of people drag, especially and myself very happy because they talked about progeny. Um, so the question came from the community was basically like, if progeny isn't a system, can you talk about the mentoring system? And, and mentoring is, I know you, oh, you is very yeah. important and progeny is very important to me. It was a system I always, always liked. And, and, uh, you know, I, I think that they've basically said, you know, progeny, if it's going to be in, it's, it's not a launch thing. It's, it's a post launch. Yes. Thing. So this was basically is a confirmed, like he's what I said, like 99.5% like that, uh, progeny is not going to be a launch thing, uh, which I think that is fine. Um, and he clarified a bit on what it would be more while this is still, you know, really mm -hmm. far out. So obviously subject to change, but, uh, the progeny in its real form, it's probably going to be more of a way for people to unlock, uh, newer race class combos, which is awesome. awesome. I think that's a great I use love for it. Um, I do it's too. just humorous because uh, again, just like colored banner and everything, it's like this system that people have imagined like so much mm -hmm. over the years. Um, and then it's mm -hmm. like, no, nah, it's just for like race class, uh, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, Hey, that that's perfect. That's perfect. And everyone with like, you know, 40 page design docs on what they think progeny is going to be is like, Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I think this just works on so many levels. It it works on like a carrot on a stick level for somebody that really wants a certain combination to get to the point where they can. Anyway, I mean, when they d give the details on the system, we'll get more into it. But I just think it works. I think it works on a lore level where you can have these really unique characters in the world that may not fit in. Like the reason that there's class and race restrictions is all about the lore and, and making it consistent. But I think you can sort of justify having yep. these one offs if they're you know rare enough that are you know why is there a elf uh i don't know what elves can't be right now off the top of my head Dialogue. but um yeah like you know why is that in the world it's because they got so far in the game and they're now utilizing the progeny system and they've they've done this unique thing yeah so it's, it's pretty cool and, and the timing as well because it's i feel like that's just a perfect system to introduce after launch uh so that people that have like you know progressed through the game are like, wow, I have a new thing now. Um, and yeah. and then they can re-progress to a certain degree, depending on how they do that. But anyway, so yeah. what it, this was bringing up, though, was mentoring. And, uh, and you, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, that's a huge deal for me. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I, unfortunately, I have to notice, notice that they didn't specifically say that it was a launch day priority. Um, right. But the emphasis you know, on how important it is made me really hope that it has moved into that slot. Um, I mean, Joppa said it's a non-negotiable 
uh, to have a system that you allows did. mentoring. So I'm really crossing my fingers. Um, like I, I'm, I don't want to be long winded, but uh, I, <laughs> I, it's just such a fundamental system for how often I pick up a game and in a group of people and, you know, one person has more free time, one person has less free time and within a week it's awkward to play together. And that, that exact thing is what makes people stop being interested in a game. Um, and yeah. I've seen it just yeah. so many times over the years, uh, especially as we've picked up different MMOs, you know, and all of our, our cycles, our MMO wandering. It's like, that is the main reason that I find that mm-hmm. people stop playing is that there's that barrier of playing together. And uh, yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah. So. No, and, and it's, it's, that's a, that's a serious, that's a true concern, right? So you have enough experience to, uh, to say that. Um, the next one they talked about was situational gear as being a uh, system that really is important to the Pantheon difference. Um, and, you know, Joppa really, had fun, I think, recalling a uh, a fun discussion with Brad that got you know pretty intense. It sounded like, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he did say they they need to revisit and maybe word this differently. But again, this is coming from the wiki, so you know they they can put it in their own words for what this means. But I think they did a good job of describing how important gear is and how important you know different styles of gear collection are. Saying he said Brad was a real hoarder in game, right? Yeah, here. yeah. Whereas Joppa is more like just give me what i need you know i like everything else is yesterday's news kind of thing so i thought that was pretty interesting to hear and there was a little bean that came out uh-huh. of this actually so in the next pa test whenever that may be um they dropped set the dungeon area that's going to be available in the next pa test um is a, is one wherein that elusive item the skyhold grappler would be very useful in would be able to change the options of how you would navigate it not saying the skyhold grapplers there yeah, saying that yeah. the environment of this this location like he kind of teased he's like you know said under his breath he's like you know because you can't climb over there and so i'm, I'm like i'm right. going to be looking up <laughs> <laughs> well they've and and i'm going to be trying to climb and if i find somewhere i can't climb i mean it's going to be something's be up kind there of an interesting thing uh, but yeah, I, I, I like that they kind of address this because when you think situational gear, gear and, you know, they talked about this, it's like, I mean, I think back to my EQ2 rating days and, and just being, and this isn't even like a bad offender, right? This is like a minor version of mm-hmm. the problem, but it's just like, okay, it's time to raid, you know, everybody get your resistance jewelry on, you know, and, and get your potions and stuff. And it's not terrible or anything, but uh, I mean, if I open up my bags on my like main EQ2 character, it literally takes up my whole screen (laughs) and like several (laughs) portions of that are literally just gear sets. Um, And that is Mm -hmm. not great. (laughs) Um, And so clarifying this to basically mean, no, 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 not that, (laughs) but like specific gear that kind of unlocks the world. Right. I think that was kind of the, Mm -hmm. the ending, uh, not line, but kind of, I don't know. I would summarize it to you. The take Yeah, away. it's like situational gear is really important. Not that you're going to have sets and sets and sets, but that there's mm-hmm. going to be pieces of gear that actually matter a lot. Right, right. Yeah, and then, so they, they wrapped it up with, with, you know, adding systems to the difference that they've now, you know, have become part of Pantheon's design. And I thought this was probably the, 
the the most interesting part of it because this is a lot of the stuff that they they talk about the most and mostly you know climbing um as being part of a, a greater system which Java determined or or deemed uh deemed yeah deemed yeah. him players sovereignty uh which is basically how players move around the world and and we we hear this all the time they want to really lean into that player sovereignty the freedom to go where you want to go to get about how you want to get about um you know and not necessarily how you want to get about because that applies like flying mounts but like the freedom to go somewhere you can see right yeah uh, um, this was super and, wholesome actually i i i loved this because he kind of declared that climbing in its own right is not the point um and mm -hmm. i think that was kind of the, right. the main opener there was like okay yes we have climbing but it's not that oh hey look at our cool game where you can climb anything um it's it's no look at our game where we give you all of these options for traversal yeah. so that when you look at the world you don't see a series of barriers and boundaries you see yeah. things that you can you solve see opportunity. yeah the opportunities yeah. and um that was just a really i i loved this section you know player sovereignty mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is so much better because that just includes so much of the ethos of the game uh that that goes yeah. beyond climbing yeah it's representative and i thought that he loved i loved hearing him say like how he's hearing players now who have been in pa tests when they play other games say i tried to climb it and i couldn't you know like he's he's digging on that like that was really speaking to him about the quality of this design decision so I thought and just to be cool. real, like he's um, not pulling that out of his backside. Like that is actual, like, I mean, this is borderline, I guess, but like, no, that's actual feedback. Like PA testers, like a lot of PA testers have said that, <laughs> like we, we all do it. Yeah. Like we <laughs> literally go to other it's, games and we try to climb stuff and we always have this thing in the back of our head. Be like, ah, this is Pantheon. I would. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's what you want. And that's. Like that's what's gonna make Pantheon's money, right? That's gonna make their reputation. And I mean, it, maybe that's an exaggeration, but I, I feel like I feel like those little things, yeah. you know, games become known for those little things, and they they live on those little things for a long time, you know. It's so I I, I agree, hundred percent. Um, they talked about class interdependence being a real functional uh, part of the oh, Pantheon yeah. difference. They did talk about PvP. Now I might have tuned out for a little bit. <laughs> I could cover you if you want. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because I got nothing to say other than I don't know. It's, it's the same thing I've heard before. No, not sure there. I don't know. I didn't hear anything. Different. Oh my gosh! I feel like a PVP comes up and just everything just, <laughs> just everyone just starts blocking <laughs> everything out. Um, sort of. So the the emphasis, just to be clear, is and he even said that was like Pantheon's a PVE game. So. Let's get ahead of this, right? Pantheon is a right, PvE right. game. And so all of this is in the context of like a PvP server. Um, and what was super interesting about this is how he tied factions into it. And also how he tied LAS and all of these other situational things to how PvP is going to be very different in Pantheon. Um, and one thing uh, that he specifically noted uh, was getting the jump on people is going to be so much diff so much different in pantheon because if you see someone and you start guessing like okay so this is probably this kind of character and you you get this opportunity to set yourself up to have the most success 
where in other games there's not really much setup, you know? Uh, and so there's a certain mm-hmm. element of strategy uh, and and kind of forethought that uh, it sounds like PvP and Pantheon is going going to have. Um, and uh, alongside that, one thing I did really like is that he didn't even want to answer the question because uh, he he knows that <laughs> you can't really predict PvP. Um, and that's mm-hmm. not a cop-out, man. Uh, every single PvP game that I know of uh, has tried to put systems in place uh, for PvP. And these are games that, like, PvP is like a focus, right? So they spent a lot of time trying to flesh these systems out. And it, it and it never ever works out how they intend. They always have to, they always have to mess with stuff yeah. um, to make it work well. And I think hearing right. uh, Joppa kind of be like, "Yeah, that's just how it is," um, is actually really refreshing because while it might mean that they don't put a lot into pre-designing PvP in Pantheon, it does mean that they understand that they have to be re- like so- somewhat reactionary. Um, when it comes to PvP, right. but that they're already thinking about how much of a different experience it'll be um, in Pantheon. So uh, again, not the emphasis mm. of the game, but when you know of all these features all, that we're highlighting mm-hmm. um, and you start to think about how that works in a PvP world, uh, it, it, mm-hmm. there's no no question that that is a different experience than people have. <laughs> yeah. And so... No, you're right. You're right. And the one thing I did pick up on, um, and I think it was in the context of this conversation, this part of the show was when they were commenting on, uh, on faction, right? You mentioned it just sort of in your discussion there about, you know, factions role in the PVP system and Joppa came in and, and sort of jumped in and clarified a little bit about faction in the, in the chat. Oh, in the plus you. Um, yeah. Said, I actually had that snipped, snipped yeah. as well. Yeah. In the plus you, that's right. He said, I think the faction goals have been pretty clear. We've broken it down in newsletters. We're taking EQ's faction system as a base, incorporating it in incorporating it from the onset into using it as an avenue to unlock vendors, quests, and area access. Faction will be more important more immediately in Pantheon. So I thought I thought that was kind of interesting. And that's, you know, that that ties in to the PvP, the PvP game, I guess, yeah. if you will. Right. Yeah, it's so, just like I because anyway. to me, when I think of that in in combination with pvp like there's things that i want to think that isn't explicitly said there um that other people were like kind of bringing up like like well does that mean like you can align yourself with a particular faction that's against another you know player uh you know the, right, all these other right. possibilities that <laughs> haven't been confirmed. you mean like the syndicate the syndicate or the covenant or I the mean, uh, what are like, the other ones that's... <laughs> A little bit, uh, except for you do it by accomplishing PVE tasks, you know, like basically right. how you play your character in the world actually has PVP implications, I think is the exciting right. prospect that just isn't specifically noted because, you know, unlocking vendors and stuff doesn't really like, that's not as big of a deal. Um, I mean, they may make it a big deal, but. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, in the PVP context, in PVE context, it, it's a huge deal. Like that's why we're excited yeah, about it. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, right. there's there's just a lot of kind of like extrapolating that, like we want to do. Yeah. That's just well, we'll just have to see how it is. <laughs> you know, eventually. Uh, as usual, as usual for sure. 
And then he wrapped it up by saying, you know, the, the, the fundamental system, the last one they mentioned is just the game loop overall, that being, you know, involving progression and prestige, which, um, you know, just good, good sort of overarching themes to go by here. So, so we got sort of an updated list. So, you know, that, 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 that sound right to you does yeah. like, does that sound like a, the way that they described it? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll even like kind of summarize since, uh, since, you know, we might, when well, it might've been a little long winded, right. Um, so to, to catch people up, um, we've got climates and fractures, uh, NPC combat awareness and tactics, uh, NPC dispositions um, and behaviors with that, you know, emphasis on behaviors uh, as well as traits, um, player sovereignty with exploration and traversal. That's a big one. Um, combat and exploration based itemization. Is kind of how I phrase that. Um, so it's you know situational gear, but not an inventory full of gear sets. More of a kind of specific pieces of gear are very important for unlocking the world. Um, interdependence and synergy, both with uh, in combat and out of it. So you know classes working together, both in combat and for traversal or whatever. Um, it's a big deal. Um, then perception, uh, of course, still a big deal, um, which is that non-linear, non-quest hub. Uh, story delivery that that rewards players for exploration um and i'll kind of like loosely add these because they they didn't specifically add them on the list but they talked about it a lot um so like you know meaningful social experience i think is on there uh for the the pantheon Mm -hmm. difference like that's obviously yeah one i want yeah i want to comment on that one for a second because i did i did note that too and that was something that they said really spoke to me and they Joppa said the more socially charged a game is, the more primed that game is to make for you to make your mark in the world. Because it was in response to a question about like, how does how does reputation going to work in Pantheon? And how are we going to make reputation meaningful? Mm. He said the more fractalized or instanced or compartmentalized a game is, those factors end up blurring into non-existence. And, and what they want to see, and I thought this was pretty cool, return, a return to seeing skilled players being known for great uh, deeds, yeah. right? how much do we all miss that? How much do we all miss that? You know, why, why, uh, I want to be known for things, you know, I want to have a, I want to have a profile in the world, you know, I want to, and I think, dude, okay. I really get, can I, can I kind of sidetrack just a little bit here on, on that note, because it's Mm -hmm. something that literally just came up today. Uh, so, uh, one, one kind of detractor for a new world for a lot of people right now, is uh, their servers, which cap at 2,500 people now, I believe. Um, and, you know, yep. they, they've had launch, and it's kind of a boom and bust, right? So they had launch, and they, they've been consolidating servers since. Now they've got this resurgence of people, and so they're opening up new servers. And, you know, everyone's kind of like thinking, okay, well, they're opening up all these new servers, they'll get packed, and then the population goes down, then they have to merge servers again. And, um, and so I've seen a lot of arguments um, for trying to make New World like a mega server game, like ESO or, yeah, I mean, a- any modern <laughs> MMO, basically. All, they all do the mega server thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and a lot of people talk about, like, mechanically how to make it work. But one of the, my most favorite parts of New World that I got at launch and here again as i'm coming back because of the server because of the you know fairly low population all things concerned is seeing people that i'm familiar with 
uh, every time I play. Yeah. Um, people getting known for things. I mean, like we <laughs> we've got a guy mm -hmm. on our server. <laughs> I, I'm so, I know I'm going way off here, uh, and I don't want to be long winded, but <laughs> okay. we've got this guy on our server <laughs> that shows up every day and puts together a market recap specific to our server um, of all of the like uh, basic goods and re refining and how profitable. And he, he just goes through like this whole thing that he prints out into uh, trade chat. And that's just uh, this one guy on our server that literally named his character like market report. <laughs> that is so cool. And, <laughs> what a cool thing and to like be known and, for. and you know and i'll I'll see him as i'm you know walking around and uh and you're you know prominent guilds and like it's it's you know i i get that like servers can kind of vary in population and stuff but i'm like man i would so much rather have server merges than just never see the same person again and your reputation not mattering because that's straight up man when people are really annoying in <laughs> in new world man they, they they get blocked or they get trolled um <laughs> because <laughs> because like what are you gonna do you can only have one character on the server and and that's yeah. you and so yeah anyway that's a, a long way to say that's that what what he's saying resonates with me specifically right now because a lot of people mm -hmm. in the name of making gameplay more streamlined are basically asking right. to make the game more fragmented, more, more solo, mm -hmm. more, you know, where you never run into the same person. And it's just so yeah. anti MMO uh, that yeah. I'm glad Joppa understands how important reputation is in that context. Uh, reputation isn't just knowing people. For things um yeah right anyway. yeah well said well said couldn't have said it better myself man good job um <laughs> yeah, yeah and then i i think the, the last so, thing uh that i want to kind of underscore is that um the cohesive game loop um and you know with yes. that pro pro progression and prestige that you mentioned right uh they talk about this actually like pretty extensively and this is, might be a little bit of like design speak right um but I, I feel like that actually needs to be added to the Pantheon difference because uh, a lot of games don't have that <laughs> anymore. No, lost so uh, that's that that's kind of like my appended um, list, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So so the the exciting part I think is that they said they're going to get the website updated to reflect these changes. Yeah. I think that's I think that's a really good idea, and that the website should be updated again I th i've said this before i think the tenets need to be front and center more than yeah, they are. not like buried um, in the so in the faq <laughs> yeah in the faq there right and uh yeah so um so just overall and uh and thoughts on this desert about this parting the veil up before we move on i, I just want to say like you know it struck me when i was watching this that when i first started following pantheon streams like this like sent me over the moon right because you felt like somebody was finally saying the things you'd been thinking get for it, years right about the the mmo space they get it you know hearing joppa preach is really you know, it's a compelling experience for someone who's experienced these negative things in mmos and thought man there's you know there's just got to be a better way to do this and i think now you know i'm in a different position now where it has a lesser effect on me to be honest like it's fun but i i like this is all just reaff reaffirming for me and, and stuff i already knew but the realization is um you know that realization made me understand why vr does streams like this because you forget how many people are still out there have never heard any of this before are like, well, 
you know, like, okay, it's now you realize it's impacting them the way it once impacted you. So that, that's my sort of, you know, overall thoughts on this, but uh, what did you, what did you think? I mean, yeah, I I completely agree with that. Um, I think for, for longtime followers, like reiterating stuff, it's it's always going to be less exciting (laughs) than the new reveals. Um, you know, even looking at the comments already, uh, I just gave a quick skim, but you know, I'm already seeing some folks that are saying they're, you know, they're fans, but they're feeling kind of a little uneasy after this month of like, we just didn't get really much gameplay, new new stuff, like in game footage or anything this month. Yeah. Um, bit of a content. Yeah. So like, I get it. I mean, I, but I don't think it'll last. Uh, obviously they're making a lot of progress. Um, and so it's like, it's just a month, you know? Um, and maybe, maybe two, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see how December goes. Right. But, uh, like, well, we'll see, we'll see. And, but kind of taking it for what it is, I, I really enjoyed, and I'm really glad they did this stream. Um, just like the, the dev stream, it's kind of like something that I feel like was probably past due and, and worth coming back to every once in a while. Um, so, so yeah, but uh, one last kind of thing I did mm-hmm. want to note. Um, that was, you know, really interesting, but uh, like kind of the highlight of the stream for me, um, actually didn't have to do with the, the Pantheon difference or, uh, the tenants or anything really at all. Um, but that's just kind of like the, I don't know how to put the, the inclusiveness of the team as far as their belief that a good game kind of transcends these genre preferences mm. that a lot of people seem to think kind of mm-hmm. locks people into liking only, you know, one type of game. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I got to say, I'm, I'm pretty glad they, they talked about this um, because it's just, it, it's something I wholeheartedly believe in, but um, you, I just, uh, you, you don't know what's going to resonate with people until they get their hands on it. And we, yeah. I, uh, we very well, I, I'm just speaking to, you know, to, to you and, and the audience, it's like, there's this distinct possibility and probability that we're going to be playing Pantheon with Call of Duty players, League of Legends players, Cyberpunk players, you know, uh, 80s players. Um, <laughs> you know, pe- people that they might love The Sims, they might love uh, Overcooked, <laughs> um, they <laughs> might like Factorio, uh, StarCraft. Candy Crush. I don't care. Um, <laughs> hey, Candy who knows, Crush. man? Who knows? <laughs> just people that maybe they're not super into gaming, even like they're. The point is that good games sometimes can just transcend what you think are preferences, and so you know that FPS guy they might they might completely attach to the the, the complex decision making. Maybe the like you know space mm-hmm. sim game you know, a gamer might like really get into the depth of exploration um like pokemon nerd might get (laughs) into the taming right uh but (laughs) it just and i think it's just as a general rule i think it's a possibility that a lot of people are just going to attach to the the social nature um of of this kind of true mmo um but Mm -hmm. you know i don't want to be long-winded i just i think it's it's a super important (laughs) mentality um so yeah I need to put a counter in the video for every kind of a long-winded <laughs> reference. I think we're at like seven or eight already, but I, I you know, those, those are all the good, really good points. And I, I think after this stream, I was, I, uh, I went into steam and I added, what was that game they talked about? The I did darkest, too. Dark. 
whatever it was uh, called. It's called, um, oh man, let me. It looks super dark cool. and darker. It looks super cool. And yeah. Dark off, but medieval. Yes. I'm going <laughs> to. Yeah. I'm down for that, man. Fun is fun. I agree. I was like a never a, a card game player, but then I started playing Hearthstone and it was so much fun that I just got addicted and never stopped Dude. for like six right. years. So. Right. <laughs> like, that's it. That's it. You know, like it doesn't, you don't have to, don't be judgy. Just try it. If you have fun, it's fun and just let yourself have fun. So I think that's the end of the day. That's what Joppa's going for. And uh, yeah, so we'll leave it there for the, for the news recapping Parting the Veil. It sounds like there might not be a Parting the Veil in December. They said kicking things off in January again. They weren't exactly clear about this, but we'll get the December calendar yeah, soon, uh, soon enough. coming up yeah. with the newsletter next week anyway. So we'll find out soon enough. So let's uh, let's switch over quickly and look at the calendar for, for Pantheon Plus this week. I do want to apologize to everybody. I said I would have a lore video out this week on Wednesday, the Tome of Pronunciation, pronunciation uh, that I didn't end up getting done because my computer was down for the count. So I, I'm going to try and get that done this week. It's not on the calendar, but it's still uh, something I want to do. But what is on the calendar, of course, is Monday nights. Drac is back from vacation, and him and the crew are playing some After Dark. Dude, they're I can't believe they're still, still doing the it. I, I, I can't. I'm jealous. I, I just. I want to play I wanna, Vanguard. I want to so be badly. in there with them. I just. <laughs> I just can't stay up. Dude, right, right. <laughs> I don't. I don't have the midnight tolerance for their uh, for their crew. But the, you know, they're a feisty bunch, and if you like. Uh, a little after dark, uh, you know, rough around the edges, maybe uh, <laughs> conversation and uh, some fun times. Be sure to check them out on our Pantheon Plus Twitch channel. Also on our Twitch channel, 9 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday, we are still doing Embers Adrift with the 101 and uh, having some fun with that. Now, this is Thursday. This week is Thanksgiving for uh, our American friends, uh, <laughs> my American friends, everybody's American friends. <laughs> uh, so we are not going to be doing our 201 stream uh on thursday night to give everybody a chance to enjoy themselves uh so no no 201 stream this week on friday our friend redbeard flynn has a new video coming out talking about the uh latest uh from nc soft and what they're up to with their mmo uh catalog yeah, i guess you well, might like say <laughs> things that are going on yeah and there's always stuff going on with nc soft right so uh that's on redbeard flynn's youtube channel you should check that out and subscribe if you haven't already uh, 6 30 p.m on friday uh sparrow is back playing some everquest on her twitch channel with her friends and uh that's the uh, calendar november 21st through november 27th of this coming week and it's also this week's vr news and notes the pantheon community is full of cool projects new people and things that are just worth sharing hmm? what's this over here <sighs> look at that so let's see what we can find in this week's Community Spotlight. All right, Community Spotlight. My favorite showcase of uh, amazing works. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, so it's pretty short this week. Not a lot, but the, the they're goodies. They're goodies. Um, the basic <laughs> ones, let's get, get this out of, out of the way. Um, that sounds really terrible, but uh, this is actually a great one. This is uh, the Sermon Evil. Um, doing the October 2022 producer letter recap, Pantheon Rise of the Fallen MMORPG Alpha Tracker Pre-Alpha. <laughs> and uh, I like how he uses the little arrows in his title. I have to start doing that. In the, in the <laughs> I wonder, videos. Yeah, cool. I don't even know how to make that symbol, honestly. Yeah, it's like some sort of ASCII character or something. I don't know. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, so th this was uh, obviously, uh, this came out like not even that long ago, but it's a little late for a producer letter recap. Um, but 
it was actually it was such a great little summary uh, recap or whatever you want to call it. Like I, I feel like this the the it's it's more close to the level of uh, stuff that was coming out when like New World was kind of getting big and Sermon Evil had like a huge following um, for his right. New World coverage because it was like really high quality, really detailed. Um, and I I don't want to say his stuff over the last few months has been bad because it definitely hasn't. But um, there's a, something about this video that just struck me with quality um, and just like it's really concise too. And Mm-hmm. It's it's just really good. So uh, I I kind of feel like Sermon Evil is becoming this really great go to for these kind of nice short summaries and recaps. It's like you know well edited and um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, got to give props to that. Yeah. Well, I mean, he he. Speaking of props, I mean, Sermon Evil also got props from Joppa yes, on uh, his lore content that he's been making. So I mean, well deserved, and I can't wait to hear like his recap of if he does something about parting the veil, like what he, you know, how he sort of like, uh, you know, takes yeah. that and and makes that motivates him to continue to do Pantheon content. I think that's pretty cool. Yep. So yeah, uh, but actually, on that note, because I kind of made fun of how late it was, <laughs> but I I I have to like mm-hmm. say that's kind of um it's kind of cool that there's enough coming from VR nowadays that it's actually pretty easy to get behind. <laughs> You know, um, yeah. like, especially if the focus is on making like high quality edited videos, right. Um, it's just a cool problem to have as a content creator. Um, <laughs> it's a problem I'm dreading <laughs> in the future when I can't make enough stuff because there's so much I want to do and so much opportunity to make content that it's sort of like I'm enjoying the pace we're at right uh, now. Yeah. Bit. I mean, imagine keeping this pace, but also like having Pantheon to play and having to actually oh play goodness. the game i know that's the fundamental conflict <laughs> oh man but uh but yeah let it let it be um uh, but uh <laughs> so now the the next two uh these are super fun <laughs> so the first one and and yes i'm calling these out because like you can't avoid these the first one's from ben and i and it's a video actually you would have expected an article or fan fiction i'm sure but no this is a video uh, well it's actually mostly audio but it's a it's a mashup. It's a mashup between Queens We Will Rock You and the Pantheon theme. Um it's pretty cool how he synced them up. It's pretty like it's kind of funny how it kind of worked together. It, yeah, it it's it's for fun. Like it it just cracked me up. Um and I was not expecting it at all. So um yeah, clicking on that, I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh. It was kind of like a little bit of like face palm, but I was like crack it up, man. <laughs> yeah for sure good job yeah man um and, but in that same vein of uh kind of that unexpected uh fun this week uh we got another community member uh that i usually call it on like forums and stuff but uh this is morak and uh this video is titled mm-hmm. pantheon rise of the fallen anti-slander and <laughs> i what were, you, what were you gonna say something i was i, I was gonna say so this video confused the hell out of me at first because I clicked on it, started watching it, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to watch a narc video. I'm like, no, close. I must have clicked on the wrong link or something like that, right? And so I went and did, I reloaded the page, clicked it again. I'm like, what the, what's going on here? What is this? And I'm like, oh, I see what he's doing here. Okay, I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Once you realize what this is, it's like, it's so good. And Morak is, he's uh, he's really taking a new angle on it, which I, I find I always respect when you can t- you can take a different approach yeah to and uh, and i would i would almost call this um 
like a, a mic drop kind of content. Uh, so, well, okay. I, just for anyone that hasn't seen it, I'll give a little, little quick thing, but you, you should totally go watch it because it, it cracked me up. But um, they found this particular, um, you know, I, I don't know what you would call like an MMO meme video. Um, and it kind of goes through all these different MMOs and uh, it dunks on all of them in some way, right? Uh, it, with, you know, yeah. corresponding memes. Um, and, and one of yep. them, you know, of course it, it comes time, the bell tolls for Pantheon and it's, it's called, it, uh, has a caption saying, you know, Pantheon rises of fallen backers waiting for a notable update. And the meme is, is rose from the Titanic, you know, it's like, it's been 84 <laughs> years. Um, but it, anyway, so the more, you know, cat just casually pauses, goes to the Pantheon website. Boom, and just kind of shows all the the updates uh, at like you know, speed runs of video, <laughs> yeah. and uh, it's I don't know, it was just it was just slick, and I thought like a really great little mic drop. <laughs> it's smart, you know. I love smart content. I love I love people that can, you know, take something and, and like I said, take a different angle, but also like do it in a smart way. Yeah, it was really uh, unique, honestly. Uh, so prop, props, Morak, um, that was hilarious, <laughs> and I appreciated it. Um, and lastly, of course, you know, keep an eye out for Basgrim's watch party, um, for the parting the veil episode. Cause you know, he watches, um, uh, like the day after when he can, uh, with a live audience. And, um, it, actually on that note, as of writing my notes, it was still going. <laughs> yes. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. Um, they were halfway <laughs> through, uh, when I checked on his channel and, um, I don't have a VOD to post a link in the description because it was still going. And I, I, it was, <laughs> I, I stuck around for a bit and yeah, he do, he is going deep. So, uh, you know, hmm. like Vaz is going to bring out all the context. So, uh, if you want to like go through yeah. an already long stream, but, uh, like in the utmost detail that this is going to be the one for you. So, I mean, but you know, people in this community, like, you know, Baz, so, if you, if you want to watch it, go, go to his channel. <laughs> like, well, this is right up his alley, right? Because this is his content is all about understanding the systems and, and like delving into the, the, the specific things that make Pantheon Pantheon. That's his bag. So I can understand why he's probably yeah, taking he is the person this to do really. this <laughs> for sure. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, but yeah, that is actually going to be it for this week's community spotlight. Sit back and relax. It's time for the lore you know. All right. So here are your lore keepers of the week. We have four uh, folks, I think. Uh, same four as, as last week, which is great. Love to see that number grow and get bigger. So uh, if you wanted to know the answers to the, to the questions from last week, which was what is the raid level creature that we've seen? The answer was sleepless. And where is the realm that Sleepless inhabits? That is the Isle of Infinite Storms. And um, this one, like I said, wasn't on the, it's not on the official website anywhere. I think I did a video about it called Realms and Times. You can find it in our playlist on our YouTube channel, um, the lore playlist. Um, you may be able to find it in some other uh, content from VR past, like a stream past newsletter or something like that. Um, but um, yeah, it was, it was uh, good to see a couple people, four people get that answer to that question. So we're going to keep it again. We're going to keep it basic. Now, these ones are definitely on the website, on the official website. So the questions for the lore keepers this week is, what is the name of the region that the elves call home on Terminus? And number two, 
what are the two playable types of elf in Pantheon? It's the only race that has more than one type, I guess you would say, that you could pick as a character. So, you know. I, yeah, I, I was about elves. to say, this is a rather elf themed lore you know challenge. Um. It, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is rather elf themed, but that's okay. Um, so, yeah, like I said, check the website, check out our playlist, uh, leave a comment on our Discord in the Lore You Know channel. You can also leave a comment on the YouTube uh, video, and you can also DM me if you like, uh, if you want to just uh, prevent it from spoiling for other players. So, yeah, good luck to everybody, and that is the Lore You Know. All right, another show in the books, Desrin. Um, just a quick uh, reminder, everybody, like I said, no 201 stream, and uh, happy Thanksgiving to everybody this week coming up. Um, you know, uh, another show and, uh, Desrin, I think we had another good conversation and yep. enjoyed recapping yep. it with you. Hope, uh, hope we're still, uh, hope we get a good monthly newsletter next week, right? We're oh for the my gosh. I'm, I'm so excited, uh, for multiple reasons, um, <laughs> right. Uh, after this, this month of, of a lot of talking, um, it, which again, yeah. I, I loved it, loved it, but you know, I'm antsy. I'm antsy. I want to see it. It's going to be huge. Huge episode, I'm sure, uh, next week. And um, yeah, we'll be we'll be sinking our teeth into it, and everybody can sink their teeth into the newsletter while they're sinking their teeth hey, into happy leftovers on Thursdays. There you go, exactly. And uh, you know, not to be long winded, but we should probably oh, wrap yeah, up the yeah. show and and you know put it put an end to it here. So <laughs> <laughs> I want to say thank you to everybody for hanging out with us this week. It's always fun. We love it. You guys know that. We appreciate all, all each and every one of you that shows up and you know hangs out with us. Share the show, let people know about it, all that good stuff. But uh yeah, until next week. Onward and upward everyone. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Pantheon Plus Rewind. Pantheon Plus is not affiliated with Visionary Realms. Be sure to check out our Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube channels under the name Pantheon Plus. You can follow Theric at Pantheon Theric on Twitter, and Desrin at Desrin Does also on Twitter. And you can stay up to date with all things Pantheon at www.pantheon.plus. Until next time, cheers, and thanks for listening.